0: Tonight is study number 18 of Genesis chapter 4. We're going to be reading verses 23 and 24. And Lamech said unto his wives, Adah and Zillah, Hear my voice, ye wives of Lamech. Hearken unto my speech, for I have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech, Seventy and sevenfold. And I'll stop reading there. Now, uh, we're continuing to look at God recording events in the family of Cain, as Cain dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. And Nod is uh, a word that means wandering. It's the land of wanderers, those that have gone from the presence of the Lord. And we saw that the activity, the mindset of the descendants of Cain, is centered on building a city. It, it is on uh, developing um, tools and and developing musical instruments and and so forth, things of the world. And one of Cain's descendants, Lamech. Married two women, Ada and Zillah, and the two women had children and and those children were uh, Jabel, Jubal and tubal Cain. and they were involved in in various um, activities that we mentioned a little bit in our last study. Now, as far as the deeper spiritual meaning. I'm not completely sure of of what it is except we know um according to Psalm 49 that men build cities or call lands after their own name uh, because they're they're trying to make a lasting impression in the earth this is their inheritance this is their portion and and so their focus is wrapped up in the things of the world. And so the focus here on Cain and his family, his generations, is on activities that that the world's involved in. But then when we get to verse 23 and 24, it's a strange account because Lamech is speaking to his two wives, Ada and Zillah, And he says, hear my voice, ye wives of Lamech, hearken unto my speech. And I I think I mentioned last time, when you look up the name or the word Lamech, we don't find any help in the concordance. It's um, one of those words where the concordance has no real idea of its roots or where it came from and related words uh don't seem to match or words next to it in the concordance so we have to say we don't know what lamach then his name means and so that that makes it even more difficult and uh here he's speaking to his two wives and he he tells them for i have slain a man to my wounding and a young man To my hurt. And as we read this, we might think, well, is he talking about killing two different people or is he talking about killing one person? Because, again, for I have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. Is the young man a second person that he's killed? Or are both statements uh, referring to the killing of one person? And I think it's um, the latter, that both statements are referring to the killing of one person. Lamach is telling his wives, I have slain a man to my wounding. And the Hebrew word, and, that comes next, and a young man, well, that word can also be understood as even. And and when we translate it that way, uh, it, it just shows that it's continuing the thought from the first part. Even a young man to my hurt. And, and so he's um, further identifying the man that he slew. It was a young man. And and so uh, Lamech is indicating that he, like his ancestor now, because he's a a much later generation than Cain, and the Bible doesn't give us any sort of indication concerning how long Cain lived. We we don't know if Cain lived a 100 years after slaying Abel or 500 years after slaying Abel. Or even longer than that. The, the Bible doesn't give us Cain's age. And it doesn't give us his death age. But we do know that Cain was an earlier forefather of Lamech. And it says in Genesis 4 concerning Cain's slaying of Abel. In Genesis 4.15. And Jehovah said unto him. Therefore whosoever slayeth Cain. Vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold, and Jehovah set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. and And now, um, again, s- several generations later, and we don't know the timeline because God hasn't given us ages or dates with with any of these individuals that we have been um, coming across in the last part of chapter 4 but we know it it's several generations later and Lamech, in the family of Cain likewise kills a man and and likewise in the next verse he makes reference to Cain who is avenged sevenfold and and Lamak thinks he should be avenged 70 and sevenfold we'll try to look at that. A little bit later, but first let's um, look at some of the words in verse 23. Why does say have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt? Why is he wounded and why is he hurt for slaying a man? And when we look at the word wounded or wounding, it's sixty-four eighty-two in the Hebrew, in Strong's Concordance, and it's translated um, as wounds in Job chapter nine, verse seventeen. And here, Job is speaking as a type of Christ under the wrath of God. And it says in Job 9, 17, "For he breaketh me with a tempest, and multiplieth my wounds." without cause. And remember Jesus said they hated me without a cause. And 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 so Job is experiencing wounds uh, as he is suffering in this picture of the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ under the wrath of God. And so uh, to to experience wounds without cause is language that identifies with being under the wrath of God. It says in Isaiah chapter 1, we find again the same word. In Isaiah 1, beginning in verse 5, Why should ye be stricken any more? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick, and the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and Putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, strangers devour it in your presence, and it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. And, and so on. And here God is speaking to rebellious Israel that also is a picture of the rebellious corporate church. And from the sole of their foot to their head, they have wounds. And that's the same word. And it is language indicating that Israel of old and the New Testament corporate church has come under the wrath of God because of their disobedience to the word of God. And, and again... Just like Job, it's picturing being under the wrath of God. Okay, let's, let's take an, uh, a look at another place where this same Hebrew word 6482 is found. In Exodus chapter 21, beginning in verse 22. If men strive and hurt a woman with child, so that her fruit depart from her, and yet no mischief follow, he shall be surely punished according as the woman's husband will lay upon him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. And if any mischief follow, then thou shalt give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. And the the word wound in verse 25 Wound for wound, it's used twice, is our word. And, and we can see in the manner it's used here in Exodus 21, that it has to do with repayment. When someone has done wrong, they will pay an equal payment for the wrong they have done. And, and of course, when we sin, the wages of sin... The, the payment that the law of God demands in order to satisfy the law is death. The wages of sin is death. And, and God said they're life for life. Well, Lamech said, I have slain a man to my wounding. I've slain a man. I have sinned. I have done wrong. I have broken the law of God. I have killed like Cain. And it is to my wounding. Because what, what does the law of God stipulate? Wound for wound. If you have wounded someone, and of course if you killed someone, you wounded them. If you have wounded someone, you must be wounded. And, and so Lamach is indicating or basically saying with this language that he has slain a man to his wounding that his his um sinful act for whatever reason you know it doesn't matter when men kill other men uh, everybody uh, tries to justify it with reasons well i killed him because and uh there's long trials that are held as people lay out their justification for killing a man. And yet they have killed a man. And it's life for life, wound for wound. And, and so Lamech is indicating with this statement that it was done to his own wounding. There's a recognition and understanding that the thing that he did is also something that will injure himself, or has injured himself. It was done to his wounding, and it goes on to say in Genesis four twenty three, the end of the verse, and a young man to my hurt, that is, I have slain a young man to my hurt. Now just just um Hopefully you didn't leave Exodus 21 because uh, the verse we were just looking at in in Exodus 21, in verse 25. Burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. The word hurt, which is um, 2250 in Strong's Hebrew concordance, is the word that's translated as stripe in Exodus twenty-one twenty-five. Wound for wound, hurt for hurt, stripe for strike. And, and so God uh, is directing us to this verse in Exodus twenty-one, because those two words are found in Genesis four twenty-three. I have slain a man to my wounding, and a young man to my stripe it, Again. Stripe for stripe, I have smitten, I have uh, lashed out at this young man and slain him, and the law of God will do the same to me. Because God's law says, if you wound someone, you must be wounded. If you afflict someone with a stripe, you must be afflicted with a stripe. And, and and so really this is um a, a very powerful acknowledgement by Lamak that he is under the wrath of God for the thing that he has done. And there's there's uh no uh, information here in this verse concerning a Savior, someone who takes lamax wounds and takes his stripes it it's as though he knows nothing about it he he is simply um stating that because he has killed he will be killed by god and that is a correct understanding of the law unless you find someone else unless there is an intercessor a someone to receive the wounds that you must receive and receive the stripes that you must receive. And the word translated as hurt uh, here again does lead us to Isaiah 53. And Isaiah 53 is a messianic chapter in the book of Isaiah where, where very uh, clearly God is sort of uh, opening the veil to reveal the Messiah. And he says in verse 4, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And that word stripes is, is the same word from Exodus, and the same word that's translated as hurt. With his hurt we are healed because, and really it, it's not that complicated or hard to understand. I think people in general understand what God has done. Regarding his salvation program, according to the law, God should mete out stripes. He should afflict wounds to those that have themselves broken the law and harmed others and and done injury and transgressed his word and broken his commandments. And he does to every sinner in the world that has not a savior, but for those that God chose and predestinated from before the foundation of the world, He He has a different plan where He takes their sins, their sins like Laman's sins. There there have been I'm sure many murderers, uh, like Barabbas, who was a murderer and 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 uh, caused insurrection. And yet he was let go while Christ was crucified, because that's a a good illustration of what God has done for a great number of sinners, including uh, adulterers and thieves and murderers and liars and men stealers and, and everything else, that God has himself taken their sin and iniquity and himself been wounded and and received the stripes they were responsible for because of their sin. But since he's bearing their sin, he stands in their place, he is in their stead, and the wrath of God came down upon him instead of the elect sinner. And as a result, it is as though the sinner is healed from his wound, healed from his hurt and his injury. And there's no damage of any kind done to him because of what Christ has done. And so, you know, that's the wonderful thing for the children of God. But sadly for the people, the rest of the people of the world, they don't have that. We saw it with Cain. He he said, my punishment is greater than I can bear. And the word punishment was the word iniquity. My iniquity is greater than I can bear. And, and now his descendants going in the way of Cain, living also from all uh, we can tell in the land of Nod, the land of wanderers that have gone from the presence of the Lord. They, like Lamech, must also bear their iniquity. Whatever that iniquity is, it's wound for wound, stripe for stripe. It's repayment that they must do, that they must do it themselves. You know, um just want to mention this because it's an unusual verse that um, we really don't understand. But since we're looking up these two words, we might as well take a look at it. It's in the book of Proverbs, or at least I haven't understood it, in Proverbs 20. Verse 30, in the first part of the verse, the blueness of a wound cleanseth away evil. And I've read that uh, in reading through the book of Proverbs, and I've um, many times read through the book of Proverbs because there was a time, actually over years, where um, I, I would read the chapter for the day of the month. It was, if it was the first day of the month, re- Uh, The family would read Proverbs chapter 1. If it was the 10th, Proverbs chapter 10. And we did that for years. And so, uh, I'm sure I've read this many times. And I always wondered, what's the blueness of the wound talking about? Well, the word blueness is our word hurt. Also translated as stripe. In Isaiah 53 and in Exodus 21. The stripe were stripes of a wound, and that word wound is our word. Also, as Lamech said, I have slain a man to my wounding and and uh, a young man to my hurt. Well, the same two words are in the first part of this verse. And, and now I think we can understand it. The stripes of a wound cleanseth away evil. And all we have to do is think of Isaiah 53. Verse five, with his stripes, we are healed with with the stripes that were laid upon the Lord Jesus Christ, that for the wound that we have done the the sins we have committed, well, stripes upon it when when laid upon Jesus washes the sinner's sins away, and we are cleansed from our evil uh I just. I uh, thought that was an interesting thing. Uh, you know, there's never a better time to go to a verse than when you're following a word. And following two words that are in the same verse uh, often is helpful to understanding other scriptures. Well, okay, um, let's go back to Genesis 4 and verse 24. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold. Truly, Lamech, 70 and sevenfold. Now, again, back in Genesis 4, verse 15, God unusually um, said that whoever slayeth Cain, because Cain was concerned that when God drove him out uh, in, into the wilderness, into a desolate place, uh, to bear his iniquity, that whoever found him would kill him. So God set a mark or a sign upon Cain, Whoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold, or seven times. And we talked about that. We saw how Cain is a picture of the corporate church. The corporate church, at the time of the end, kills its more faithful brethren, the the brother, that uh, Abel, typifying the righteous, God's elect, as the church drives out the people of God out of the congregations of the world, they spiritually slay them. Yet, even though they have done something horribly wrong and, and they have committed grievous iniquity in doing this to their brother, yet God has set a protection upon the church. Yes, God raised up Satan by loosing him to come against the churches and congregations, but after the Great Tribulation concluded, then God comes to his emissaries and, and he judges them for daring to stretch forth their hand against his anointed, against the church that was called by his name. And, and that's the reason why God uh, says vengeance shall be taken on the one that slays Cain, seven times. Well, now Lamach is referring back to that and says, If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, sevenfold, seven times, truly, Lamach seventy and sevenfold. And this is a difficult thing to understand. Why does Lamach think that, uh, vengeance, well, well, first of all, we have to understand that Cain and God's pronouncement of vengeance had to do with someone finding Cain to kill Cain in response to Cain's murder. So likewise, Lamach would be drawing that same comparison. Lamach is saying, that if Cain were to be avenged sevenfold, if someone were to find him and kill him, that individual would be avenged seven times. Truly, Lamech, that is, at that point, what he's saying is, if someone were to kill Lamech for the murder that he committed in slaying this man, this young man, to his hurt, then that person that killed Lamak should experience vengeance 70 and sevenfold. Well, I, I don't know. Uh, again, this is very difficult language based on um, the fact that it's Cain's family. It, it, it's just not something we encounter that often. And and so it's, it's sort of a struggle to go through this, but we'll try to come up with uh, an explanation, and and again, I'll, I'll present it, and of course, you can check it out, and uh, we'll see if it meets the scriptures or satisfies the scriptures as a reasonable explanation for why Lamech is indicating that uh, vengeance for any killing him should be greater than the one that killed Cain.